Welcome to Momentum Church. Happy New Year, everybody. It is good to be together with you going into 2021. I do miss gathering in person today with you, but I'm glad that we made the decision to have this be an online-only day. Part of our thinking was that people would be traveling around the holidays, and if anybody picked up the virus, it would give us a buffer before regathering on the 10th of January. So again, we're always trying to figure out ways to honor people and their health and everything that's going on in our, our, our world today. And so, you know, this will allow for if somebody was affected by COVID, that we would be able to know ahead of time for them. They would be able to know ahead of time. If it was someone on the staff, we would know ahead of time and be able to quarantine just in case. Now, as you can see, I'm coming to you today from my home. So it was not my expectation or my thoughts that this decision would actually affect me, but I am glad we put this in place because actually um, Amy and myself were fine, the littles are fine, but Adelie, we were with Amy's mom and dad in South Georgia for a few days and Adelie was with us and upon coming back, she wasn't feeling well and so she went and got tested and found out that sure enough, she had tested positive for COVID. So there you go. So according to our church policy, obviously she's positive. So she's not there. You know, um, she won't be there this week, but according to our, our church policy for staff, you know, if we've been exposed to somebody that has a positive test, we have to quarantine too. So Amy and I will be quarantining, you know, until next Friday, I think it is. And so just so you know, um, that's just what's going on. Welcome to our world. And, um, we'll get a lot done. Um, this week, thank God there's ways of getting work done through, you know, Zoom and all that good stuff. So, all right. Well, basically just wanted to, with that in mind, encourage you in a few things because I do want us to take that virus seriously. All right. We've been gathering together since mid-June and we've done very well considering regarding the spread of virus at the church. Okay. Um, which has been awesome. So I want, as we go into the new year, I want us to prepare as we get ready to gather together next Sunday to just remind you, listen, if you are not feeling well, stay home. Okay. Stay home. Even if you haven't had the test, if you're just not feeling well and you don't know, just stay home. All right. No sense in chancing things. If you have a family member that you know has tested positive. Okay. Again, stay home. If you've been connected with somebody that had a positive COVID test, just stay home. All right. And so we're trying to be as careful as we can with this. And we've said all along that we want to honor people through this season of uncertainty. And so as of right now, we do not have a mask policy for our gatherings. We encourage and honor you, though, if you are for, for wearing a mask, if you choose to do so. All right. So we want to honor both sides of that. For those that gather that do not want to wear a mask, but you still want to keep some distance, Please, when you get to the doors of the church, grab an orange sticker at the door and put it on yourself. That orange sticker says, I only want touched by the Holy Spirit. Now, I know it's kind of a humorous way of getting that message across, but it's not a humorous thing to violate that request. So if you see somebody with an orange sticker on, please honor them. Don't, don't, it's not a joke. Don't, don't, oh, come on, let's fist bump anyhow. Oh, come on, let's hug anyhow. Oh, come on, let me get two feet from your face anyhow. No, they put that on for a reason and we're going to honor people. And I'm just so glad they decided to come and they have that sticker on. And so please, it's not a joke. 
do not go and and get close to them, hug them, you know, just talk from a distance and, and encourage them. I'm glad they're there. All right. So if you see that, no shaking their hands, no fist bumping, that kind of stuff. All right. So um, um, and then the next thing is for those of you that are not ready yet to gather in person, we continue to honor you. And I guess as your pastor, I want to say how much I appreciate you. I just think it's amazing what you have done. I mean, like like 10 months of being a part of our body. You've been faithful in attendance online. You've been faithful in your giving. I just, you've been faithful to partner with different ministry things that we've done. Um, even though you couldn't do it in person, you were able to do it digitally or through your finances. And so as your pastor, I honor you, okay? So with that covered, let's look at 2021 and what God has for us as a church, all right? When, when you look at 2021, it's a blank slate. I don't know about you. Every time I go into a new year, I think of it that way. It's a blank slate. I love a new calendar. I just think it's awesome to have the new desk calendar. I can't wait to be back in my office with my new desk calendar. I have a whiteboard at my house that I put things on. That whiteboard is blank right now. Over the next day or two, it'll be full of thoughts and ideas and dreams and goals, you know. So the clean whiteboard and the clean calendar, it's exciting, at least for me. That's how I'm wired. Some of you are excited about what's about to happen this year. And that blank slate, it propels you forward. It gets you excited. You think of things like this. This is my year. I'm going to get my break this year. This is my year. I'm going to get that promotion. This is, this is the year that I'm going to see that one family member that I've been praying for years get saved. It's going to be that year in 2021. And so that blank slate for you propels you forward and you're excited. And you look at that blank page. It's just possibility, full of possibility. All right. But listen, I understand not everybody's wired that way. For others, that blank slate makes you nervous. I mean, 2020 had a blank slate come January 1st, right? And we didn't expect anything like we saw in 2020, by no means. And so that blank slate makes you nervous. And your mindset goes to what could go wrong. You know, for those excited about 2021 being a blank slate, it propels you, it motivates you, it stirs you up. But for those who the blank slate makes you, blank slate makes you nervous, it doesn't propel you, it can paralyze you. A blank state, slate can be tormenting if we let it. In Psalms 143, verse 4, it says, I am losing all hope. I am paralyzed with fear. This is what David was saying, you know? He's losing that hope. He's paralyzed with fear. I get that. that that's where I've been for years in a certain area of my life that has a blank slate type quality to it. And so I'll just give you the, the, the honest truth here. The area that I just have always felt called to do things with, but I just, it torments me, the blank slate. It's in the area of writing. It's in the area of writing. You, you all know I can talk, all right? You, you know that, right? Okay, I, I didn't think I needed to. I'm just giving you a little place to, to laugh, okay? Because <laughs> you all know I can talk. But for some reason, when I look at that blank slate, when I look at that blank screen, you know, when you're in that Word document, at the top, it'll say untitled, untitled. And that untitling of that project, that, that page that needs to be filled with something, it just torments me. It freaks me out. You know, if I had to title this talk today, I would title this talk untitled, untitled. Because those blank slates can be motivating, but they also can be menacing. Those blank slates can propel you, but those untitled things in our life, those blank slates, they can also paralyze you. 
In Proverbs 12, 25, it says, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Can I repeat that? Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. So what is untitled in your life that needs a word? That's my question for you this morning. What is untitled in your life that needs that needs a word to be applied to your life? That, that thing that you're, you're expecting, holding on to. And so what is that? And so as a pastor, often, every year, really, for years, I don't even know when I started this. Um, I've always had a word for my own self for years, probably 20 plus years. But then years ago as a pastor, I began to have a word for the year for our body. And that word for me, because anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. I just believe that having a word for that year from the Spirit of the Lord is something that I can grab a hold of and lead our congregation into. And I believe that word has a corporate anointing for our church, but I also believe it can have a very personal anointing for your own life as well. And so for me, what that word is, it's the word expectation. For 2021, the word expectation. Let me define it the way Webster's defines it. Expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. So when you're thinking of that blank, blank slate, that untitled life that we're heading into, that thing that can bring propelling, propelling us forward or bring paralyzation, there is a level of expectation. And that expectation can lead to good or it can lead to bad. It can cause you to move forward or it can cause you to, to, to hold back. But I think expectation is a very, very important thing. And, and I'll unfold this a little bit as we go. Let me clarify, though, all right? expectation is not the same as being entitled. I'm not talking about entitlement, all right? Depending on how you use the term expectation, you can give it a negative or a positive meaning. For instance, spoiled kids expect to have everything handed to them, you know, and fed with a silver spoon, you know? And those things that come that they don't have to work for. And that's a kind of expectation. But to me, that's more entitlement than expectation. On the other hand, when you put your trust and faith in God, guess what? The word teaches us. You can expect that he'll be with you. That's not entitlement. That's expectation. That's a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. I have a strong belief that God will be with me. I have a strong belief that God will be with you and be with our church in 2021. Expectations can be high. They can be low expectations can be reasonable or unreasonable. We understand that, yes, expectations can be good or bad. And the Bible speaks of expectations of several things that you'll see it speak in Romans 8, 19 of the expectation of redemption from the Lord. We can see in Hebrews 10, 27, the expectations of judgment for sin. We can see in Proverbs 13, 12, um, the first part of 12, a delayed expectation. And then the last part of 12, it resolves there in Proverbs 13, 12, about realized expectations. And then in Proverbs eleven seven, it'll speak about unrealized expectations, you know? You know, even Jesus, he told us to expect his return. Although the timing of his return, we don't know. But he, ex he says to be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour. So we're supposed to be ready. That's an expectation. But he'll come at an hour when you don't expect him. So that's kind of an expectation. We don't quite exactly know when. 
Simply put, expectations are beliefs that spring from our thought processes when we examine evidence. That's what expectations are. We look at evidence and then we make a belief based upon that evidence that we've examined. There's an old saying, red sky at night is a sailor's delight. Red sky in the morning is a sailor's all right, you said it in your head. It's a sailor's warning. All right, there's an expectation. The weather, we've seen how it works. There's evidence and we've determined with an expectation that when there's a red sky at night, man, we, the, 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 the next day is going to be a good day. It's going to be a clear day. And then we've also seen that if it's a red sky in the morning, man, you may be expecting some, some late weather in the afternoon or whatever. Okay, so that's an expectation because you've examined evidence. Can I just tell you it this way? I've examined the evidence and God is a good God. Yes, I have. And I'm going to live with the expectation in 2021 of the goodness of the Lord. I've examined the evidence of God and he is a mighty God. So I'm going to live with an expectation of his power in my life. I've, I've examined the evidence that God is a holy God. So I'm going to live with an expectation of myself walking upright this year before God and before men. Why? Because he's a holy God. There's some evidence I've seen. And in light of it, I'm going to have some expectations about him and some expectations about myself. Now, listen, there are some people who the Bible says should not expect much. The scripture teaches this. In Proverbs eleven seven, it says that when the wicked die, his hope will perish and the expectation of his wealth perishes too. So there's some that shouldn't expect much. In James 1, 7, it says the double-minded, faithless man should not expect answers to prayer. Isn't that crazy? It literally says that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. All right, so there is expectations like that. On the other hand, the Bible encourages those who trust in the Lord to expect good things from him. My soul waits only upon God, for my expectation is from him. That's Psalm 62, verse 5. Man, I want to have that heart this year in 2021 where my soul waits upon him and I expect great things from him. All right. Another passage, those who live in the fear of the Lord have this promise in Proverbs 23, 18. It says there is a there is surely a future hope for you. Your hope will not be cut off. See that that's the godly expectation that we can have for walking in the, the, the walk, you know, being justified and walking with the Lord. All right. So let me let me go from just kind of a, a Webster definition of expectation. Let me bring it home to us. Let me give you an expectation spiritually. This is kind of my spiritual definition of expectation. Mason jar of water. I think you can hear the birds in the background. It's a beautiful day. All right. So this is my spiritual definition definition of expectation. Living intentional while stepping aside to let God have his way. All right, that's the first part of it. Living intentional while stepping aside to let God have his way, then responding to God as he leads. Man, that's spiritual expectation, man. Live intentional while stepping aside, let God have his way, and then respond to God as he leads. And that's what I want to lead our church in this year. That kind of expectation. And I believe really it's a twofold expectation. So here's the two expectations I have on, on us as God's believers at Momentum Church. The first expectation I have, and again, this is an entitlement. This comes from promises all throughout Scripture that we're to hold on to and hold fast to. The first expectation, I have an expectation 
of being touched by God. I have an expectation of seeing our church touched by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit like never before in 2021. That's an expectation that I believe the Lord is laying in my heart this last fall, especially as we come into this new year, an expectation to be touched by God. That's all on the Holy Spirit. That's his work. But we can line ourselves up intentionally toward that. And then as God begins to move, we let him have his way and we respond as he leads. Amen. So that's the first expectation. Be touched by God, expecting to be touched by God. The second is I don't want to just be touched by God. And that's it. Oh, I had a good church service. Boy, wasn't that fun. You know, no, no, no. The second thing, my expectation is I want to be changed by God. Do you hear that? I want to be touched by God and I want to be changed by God. That, that's that part of that expectation I was saying that I want to respond to God as he leads. Okay. So touched by God, changed by God, the Holy Spirit will touch us and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives ought to result in greater sanctification. That's being set apart as holy unto God for his purpose. It ought to result in being changed by God. All right. So that that's the word on our house this year. Number one, be touched by God. Number two, be changed by God. And it all comes from a place of expectation, intentional living, intentional living. When I say that, listen, expectation has to, has to lead to action and preparation. It has to, you, you, you it's, if, if it doesn't lead to, to, to action and preparation, then it is entitlement and it's only presumption. All right. It's not faith. It's just presumption. Expectation has to get to a place of action and preparation. Even the Bible says that faith without works is dead. And so if we expect something, then we have to put action into place. I'll give you an example. Like in regards to writing, I, 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 it just makes me so nervous. But when I had the last quarantine a, a month and a half ago, or however long it was, man, that week I wrote a book. Actually, in the next two days, that the, the editing of that book will all be, the edits have all come back to me. And so I'm getting that finished up and it'll go to print this week. So awesome, you know, man, those pages looked so blank. My thoughts seem so, so, so scattered. I know that's hard for you to believe, but you know what? As I began to put words on that untitled picture, paper, on that untitled page on my iPad, things started to come. Ideas, thoughts that I didn't have that were, that were deep in there, but God brought them to mind. And, and, and we were able to create this guide for new believers that we'll have to give to at the church and, and anybody else that wants it, you know, down the road. And so, yeah, so that, that happens. Now, what I discovered is that writing with my iPad is very slow. I, I've only used an iPad for a few years. Instead of a computer, I just use an iPad and no mouse. It's an older iPad, so I had no mouse, you know, and, and, and I have a little portable keyboard that goes with it. And it's just kind of tedious without the mouse. It just slows the writing process down. And so when it comes to the idea of action and preparation, you know, the features that a computer like a laptop has makes it very much easier. When I say action, putting things into action and preparation, if I expect to write at the level I feel I'm supposed to in 2021, then actions have to follow. So, so I picked up a laptop that, that's helping me write more efficiently, and these edits are going so much faster than the original write, you know, and, and, and it'll lead into the next thing I'm about ready to write um, in the next project, you know. And so I say all that just to say it takes action and preparation. You, you can't just leave the things untitled and have expectation and think, 
that they'll write themselves. No, when it comes to you walking out the goals, the dreams, the vision that God's placing in your life, you've got to get that word on it and begin to act, begin to prepare, live intentionally, as I said. Let me give you that definition one more time. Expectation, living intentional while stepping aside to let God have his way, then responding to God as he leads. And so with that in mind, what is untitled in your life that needs a word? What is it? What expectations do you have for your life in 2021? And I want to just encourage you, you need to dream about that. You need to pray about that. And you need to put a title to that document and start writing a few bullet points that can become chapters of a life lived well in 2021. So what expectations, I'll just give you one area. What expectations do you need to dream about or pray about and put a title on, you know, when it comes to your marriage? What expectations do you have for your marriage in 2021? Put, put a title to that document and start writing a few bullet points that can become chapters of a marriage lived well in 2021. And so, you, well, Pastor, what do you mean by that? Well, get together with your wife and dream together and pray together about what expectations do you have for your marriage in 2021. Then write that down. Don't let the document be untitled anymore. My marriage will be healthier could be the title of the document. Or my marriage will be strong. Or my marriage will have mutual submission. My marriage, whatever you want to say in it, you know, my marriage will be adventurous. Maybe you just have had a boring marriage for too long. My marriage will be adventurous. And then do the bullet points. We're going to do this trip. We're going to have these dates. We're going to be in the Word together. Whatever it might look like, begin to write out that, all right? Um, um, let me ask you this. What expectations, maybe it's not your marriage. What expectations do you have for your walk with the Lord? Begin to dream and pray about that. What, what expectations do you have for your business? What expectations do you have for your personal development, body, mind, and spirit development? What expectations do you have? So I know what you're thinking, Ross, whatever we want, we just put it at the top of the paper and begin writing a list. No, that's not what I'm saying. Not at all. Remember, we're following the leading of the Lord. We're stepping aside, letting him have his way, and then we're responding to how he leads us. Amen. We're not our own anymore. We've been bought with a price. We've been redeemed. We're not our own. We are his. Amen. And so because we are his, then we're not the ones just coming up with the dreams and the ideas. No, he gives you the desires of your heart. He places those things within you. And so what I'm saying is take some time to fast and to pray in regards to your your, your dreams in regards to this untitled page that needs a word on it. What God, what do you want to do this year in my life? And I believe a great way to go about discovering what our expectations should be is through prayer and fasting. So we will be doing a three-week fast as a church together beginning Monday the 11th. That's Monday the 11th and ending the evening of the 31st. And so we will end with a breakfast to break our fast together at the church Sunday evening, the 31st. So Monday the 11th, through that break fast, figure out something with food, all right? Our fast is tied to food and giving up food. That may be one meal. That may be a food item. That may be everything but water, and, and that's it. Maybe everything but water and coffee. I, I don't care how you pick it, but we want something with food that you are fasting. And then there'll be people that will add things like, I'm not going to do social media, or I'm not going to watch TV, or I'm going to read only spiritual books, you know, no, no novels, whatever. Let that be between you and the Lord. But food, 
the Bible, there's no fast in scripture that's not tied to food. Okay, so this whole, I'm, I'm gonna fast social media and call that my fast. That's, I, obviously there wasn't Facebook in the scripture. Okay, you got, you got me there, you got me, okay, haha. But I'm just saying all through scripture, it's tied to food. So something with food, you know, you're going to do a Daniel fast. That's where you only eat vegetables and you only, um, 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 you don't eat meat. You don't eat sweet breads. You like desserts, things like that. You pick it. All right. Whatever the Lord lays on your heart, but that'll begin Monday, the 11th. And during that time, ask the Lord to begin to help you um, take that untitled page and begin to set some goals and some expectations. And those expectations aren't just expectations on you. Those are expectations. Lord, I'm going to lean into you to help bring, bring the, bring the word. What am I supposed to be going after? And then bring it to pass. Amen. The Bible says he is the author and the finisher of our faith. So if he offers it, authors it, he'll finish it. Amen. And so I just want us to lean into the author as he writes a title to that untitled document that can cause us to just shut down. And as we see what he is saying, that we begin to pursue and press in to the goals that he has for us. Amen. So that's what I have for us today. I want to leave you with a blessing. Isaiah 43, one through three, no matter how crazy this year gets, God is with us through it all. It says, but that now thus says the Lord, he who created you, fear not for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. Why? Because on your way to promise, there's often things you'll go through. But listen what he says. Why? For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. God bless you and happy new year. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.